0: classic comedy of old-time radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Once again, we get to laugh along with Bob Hope. This is episode number 437 of The Bob Hope Show, which originally aired on December 20th, 1949. So we also get to celebrate Christmas in March. (laughs) Well, here now is Bob Hope with his special guest, Rhonda Fleming, and one other special guest makes an appearance. You'll recognize him.
1: For Swan Soap, it's Bob Hope. With Doris Day, Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, yours truly, Hi Averbach, Les Brown and his band of renown, and our special guest, Rhonda Fleming. And here he is, Rudolph, the swan-nosed reindeer, Bob Hope.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob welcoming the Ohio State football team, Hope, telling you fine athletes to use swan soap in your showers. You'll be so fragrant in the Rose Bowl, you'll confuse the opposing powers. (laughs) And before the California team makes a tackle, they'll say, pardon me, you one of the players or one of the
3: flowers.
4: (laughs)
2: Yes, sir, we have the Ohio State football team in the audience tonight. The NBC ushers got scared when they saw all those big husky bruisers walk in. They thought it was another raid by CBS. (laughs) And there was really excitement when the Ohio State boys started tearing down all the signs in the lobby. They thought the NBC stood for nothing beats California. (laughs) Now these boys rugged I ate with them At the training table today And they have a different way Of passing things You're now looking At the fool Who asked for the gravy (laughs) Isn't this a nice Polka dot suit Huh (laughs) I played conference football You know Played conference Really I did The coaches always Held a big conference On how to keep me Off the team (laughs) Really I'd have been A great lineman Except for the way I was built When I crouched down My weight was facing The wrong team (laughs) The Ohio coach, Wes Fessler, came prepared for his visit to California, He made all the fellas bring overcoats, raincoats, sunsuits, snowsuits, and diving helmets. (laughs) But we fooled him. they were here four hours and they ran out of clothes. (laughs) I won't say how much rain we've had over the weekend, but this year we're harvesting the oranges with nets. (laughs) Things were really floating around here over the weekend. I drove to the Coliseum Sunday to see a football game When I got there, I parked in my own garage. (laughs) And and before the game, they tossed to see what team would have the tide with it. (laughs) Yes, sir, the Los Angeles Rams were playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Coliseum, but after the first 10 minutes, it looked like the Long Beach Mudhens playing the Signal Hill Gophers in the La Brea Tar (laughs) Pits. whole thing looked like a taffy pull in a coal mine. I've never seen anything like that. I was surprised to hear the Iowa State team is staying in Pasadena. Pasadena, well, we all have to go sometime.
4: <laughs>
2: the, uh, the coach wanted these boys to get lots of rest and Pasadena doesn't allow any noise at all over there. They arrested a bellboy at one Pasadena hotel for disturbing the peace. He served an Alka-Seltzer without a silencer. <laughs> And if you take an Alka-Seltzer in Pasadena, you have to go to Glendale to burp. (laughs) What a ritzy town. They stop you at the city limits and make you exhale your smog. (laughs) They're very snobbish in Pasadena. They they believe if you don't live a good life, when you die, you go to Los Angeles. (laughs) I'm talking pretty fresh about Pasadena for a guy who needs tickets to the Rose Bowl. Those tickets are harder to get right now than a bath in New York. It's pretty hard to convince Californians that there's a water shortage in New York, but there is. So dry there, I got a letter from New York yesterday and the stamp was pinned on the envelope. I hope they adjust that condition soon, because with the water shortage, people are drinking so much milk but last week on a New York farm, one cow turned to another and said, I hope this thing is over soon, dear. It's certainly been a long pull.
1: Take <laughs> You know, ladies, taking a bath should be more than just a means of getting clean. A bath should be an invigorating experience that leaves you looking your best and feeling as good as you look. Well, that's the kind of bath you enjoy when you use swan soap. For Swan's wonderful free-sudging action whips up an ocean of rich, creamy lather that caresses your skin, brings out your loveliest you, and leaves your face, hands, and body feeling relaxed and refreshed. It's Swan's mildness and purity that makes this white-floating soap a natural choice for baby's bath, too, and for washing your most delicate fabrics. But there's nothing delicate about Swan soap's free-sudging action in the dishpan. It makes short work of dirt and grime, get you out of the kitchen in half the time. No wonder this Miracle Soap is an all-American favorite for all washing chores. Try it yourself. Get Swan tomorrow. The all-purpose soap with that wonderful free sudsing action for face, hands, bath, and dishes.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, one of the big thrills in making Paramount's new picture, The Great Lover, was the privilege of playing opposite one of the screen's newest and loveliest stars. And here she is, that gorgeous, atomic redhead, Miss Rhonda Fleming. <laughs> Welcome to our little swan-bake, Rhonda.
5: Well, thank you, Bob. That was a wonderful introduction, by the way. But why should I get all that applause?
2: Well, the Ohio football team is in the audience. They know a good formation when they see one.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, fellas. <laughs>
2: Gee, you're certainly a lovely vision tonight With those green eyes and that red hair You look like a traffic signal
5: A traffic signal? Uh-huh Well, it's lucky for me your age put you in the safety zone <laughs> Rhonda
2: We could go further, you know
4: Later, boss. Rhonda,
2: that's not gray in my hair, it's frost I forgot to wear my smudgepot earrings last night <laughs> Ronda, I haven't seen you since we whipped up The Great Lover. By the way, you know how Paramount happened to choose me to play The Great Lover, don't you?
5: The economy wave? <laughs> Please,
2: girl, name one actor who could have played the part better than I did.
5: Well, let's see. Yo, oh, there's Van Johnson.
2: Van Johnson. You mean the pumped-up Mickey Rooney look, Rhonda? <laughs> I don't want to disillusion you, but Van Johnson's a big fake. Even his freckles are phony.
5: Oh, you mean those freckles aren't real?
2: No, MGM sprays ketchup at him through a screen door. <laughs> takes care of him next
5: well then what about a more mature actor like like Charles Boyer all women are crazy about him his voice is so soft and muffled
2: yeah my voice would be soft and muffled too if I strained it through my eyelashes (laughs) next
5: oh you can't discourage me Bob there's lots of actors who could have played the great lover For instance, what about Cary Grant?
2: Yeah, what about old Knott's chin?
4: (laughs) Bob,
5: there's a dimple in his chin, and I love it.
2: Dimple? I've got the same thing three inches higher, and they call it a hole in my head.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, Bob, making the picture was lots of fun. And I especially enjoyed the song number we did together. Yeah, hey,
2: while you're here, why don't we knock out a quick chorus of Lucky Us with scenes to match?
5: All right. I always wondered what happened to that couple in the song.
2: Just a bungalow for two, so right for each other.
5: We won't need a view, we'll see one another.
2: No glamour around us.
5: But aren't you glad we found us? here? Lucky Lucky us. us. Imagine, Robert, we're actually married at last.
2: Yeah, and wasn't it a wonderful
5: honeymoon? Mm hmm. But I still think we should have gone together.
4: <laughs>
2: well, this way, it saved one bus fare, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if we're broke. Whenever I feel real blue, I just sing a song. Just a bungalow for two have to write for each other. Hey, shut up
5: in there! Oh, that nasty old man next door. He's always complaining.
2: Don't pay any attention to him. Just remember that who is my itsy-bitsy little Snuggum-Uggums and my Snuggum-Uggums is the prettiest girl in the black.
5: Oh, you mustn't say. Pretty things he's like that, Poppy. You'll turn Snuggum's head.
1: Never mind Snuggum's head. You're turning my stomach. <laughs>
2: Darn him, he gets me all confused
5: Robert, what are you doing?
2: Hmm? Well, I'm... I didn't want to show you till I finished
5: (laughs) Come on now What are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm sewing little things
5: Robert, you didn't tell me
2: Well, I wanted it to be a surprise I'm making a shower curtain for the Canary's bird bath
5: Oh, how cute How about giving me
2: a kid? Okay, we'll handle this kid, don't
4: worry (laughs) Okay Here now, you give it back All right, there (laughs) Got
5: it?
2: Uh Uh-huh, now I'll give it back to you
5: (laughs) Now I'll give it back to you
2: Then I'll give it back to you
1: I'll wait for a fumble if it takes all night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we won't eat crepes, Suzette.
5: They make you so weighty.
2: We'll eat what grandma had.
5: She lived way past 80. No pheasants in brandy. No pills we must keep handy.
2: Gee.
1: Lucky Lucky us. Now let's look in on the same couple They've been married now for ten years
3: Boy, are you hopeless
5: Oh, shut up, fat head
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pretty vicious reading, I
4: thought <laughs> Ten years we've
2: been married and you ain't learned to cook yet What happened to the sardines well, tonight? how
5: should I know? When I got ready to serve them, all I did was pour something over them called vodka
2: yeah, I wondered why They were whipping each other With a celery and yelling Mule
5: <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I
2: ever married you In the first place Are you kidding? We've been married ten years You still don't know how to cook What's wrong with my cooking? Well, you shouldn't be so careless with the ingredients Yesterday I found a razor blade In the biscuits
5: Did you really?
2: Yeah, now I'm worried The Cocker Spaniel's missing
5: Wonder what could have Happened to him
2: I don't know But my birthday cake Had a cold nose
5: <laughs> well, What are you
4: Complaining about
5: What are you Complaining about My marriage Has really been A disappointment It has, huh Yes, it has I always look forward To an addition In the family I dreamed of Sitting in the evening And listening to Soft gurgling In the next room
2: You've got it Your old lady's in there Hitting the bottle again <laughs> Socks and things to men
5: I'll keep you in stitches
2: Time is all we'll spend With us time is riches Oh, Mother, we've been married 50 years this week
5: I know it, Robert
2: Remember our first anniversary?
5: Yes, we danced till dawn We
2: sure did You put the anniversary waltz in the phonograph And I cranked it up
5: (laughs) That's right, Do you feel like dancing now?
2: Yeah, but tonight you'll have to crank me up.
5: (laughs) Well, you are beginning to look kind of ancient. I I noticed lately your bones are cracking up a bit.
2: Mm, Yeah, they sure are cracking. Getting so I can't tell whether it's my Rice Krispies acting up or me sitting down.
5: (laughs) Gosh, Pa, you're not as lively as you used to be. Whatever happened to your get-up-and-go?
2: It went, and it ain't come back yet. (laughs) Don't bother me for a few minutes, Mo. I'm kind of busy here. I'm writing a letter, and if I get the right kind of an answer, they'll be calling me the great
5: lover again. You mean you're asking Santa Claus for some celery tonic?
2: No, I'm writing to Alvin Barkley for advice. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: happy, so humble, lucky, to grumble, gee, lucky I
1: Swan wrappers from America mean soap for Europe's needy. Only 11 more care swan days left. Send your swan wrappers to care, Boston One, Massachusetts.
2: Friends, tonight we have a message from two of baseball's all-time greats, voted this year's most valuable players in the major leagues, Jackie Robinson and Ted Williams. Here's Ted Williams from Boston.
3: Tomorrow, most of you youngsters all over the country are starting your Christmas vacations. I know you'll have it all over the kids in Europe because there's a desperate shortage... Overseas of everything not just Christmas presents, but the very necessities of life food and clothing and even soap I'm sure I don't need to remind you that Christmas will mean a lot more to you if you give as well as receive and Take it from me. You can help plenty during these next few days before Christmas And now I want to wish all you boys and girls a very Merry Christmas And I know you'll get in there and pitch
1: Thanks, Ted Williams, and here's Jackie Robinson from New York. Fellows and girls, you can make Christmas a lot brighter for those needy
6: kids in Europe just by spending a few hours of your Christmas vacation collecting swan wrappers from your family, friends, and neighbors, and mail them to CARE, Boston One, Massachusetts. Soap may not sound like much of a Christmas present to you, but to those kids in Europe, it may mean the difference between sickness and health, and believe you me, The pleasure you'll get from helping boys and girls less
1: fortunate than yourselves will give you a bigger bang on Christmas morning than all the presents in the world. Thank you, Jackie Robinson. Remember, send swan wrappers to CARE, Boston One, Massachusetts. Because for every two wrappers sent in, CARE will speed a cake of swan soap to some needy youngster overseas.
2: Brown and his subjects of Petrillo bringing Warner Brothers Reason for Mistletoe, our lovely queen of melody, Miss Doris Day, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane, vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing all is merry and bright Hang your and Say your prayers Cause Santa Claus comes tonight Here comes Santa Claus Here comes Santa Claus Right down Santa Claus Lane He's got a bag that is filled With toys for the boys and girls again Hear those And cover up your head because Santa Claus comes tonight. Santa Claus, Santa Claus comes
1: tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, there are only four more shopping days until Christmas. As usual, Bob Hope neglected to do all his Christmas shopping. So we find him now walking along Hollywood Boulevard, making his way through the crowds.
2: Gee, what a sight Hollywood Boulevard is. People milling around, sirens going, cops arresting pickpockets, streetcars bumping into automobiles, automobiles bumping into pedestrians, and above it all, a loudspeaker playing a record of some enchanted evening. (laughs) Well, I'd better get over to the store and... Oh,
5: hello, Bob.
2: Oh, hi, Doris.
5: What are you doing up on Hollywood Boulevard?
2: Well, I just have one more present to buy, and it's pretty tough making a choice because this guy I have to buy it for has such perfect taste. He's so discriminating, such a man of the world.
7: Well, who is this guy? Me.
2: <laughs> what, uh, what would you suggest, Doris?
5: Uh, how about a full-length mirror? Uh, LAUGHTER
2: We'll, we'll cue you when we want to, you know. <laughs> no, I've got a full-length mirror, Doris. I've got one of those already, and it's got a special attachment. A
5: special attachment? Yes,
2: every time I look at myself, a hand comes out and slips me a note that says, Oh, you beautiful doll. <laughs>
5: You know, Bob, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. Well, Doris,
2: I don't want to seem ungrateful, but please don't give me a present this year that you've knitted. You know how you get carried away when you start knitting.
5: (laughs) Oh, was the sweater I made for you last year too big?
2: A little bit, but it came in handy. I now have the only Buick in town with a turtleneck slipover. (laughs) Well,
5: Paramount gave me the measurements. (laughs) (laughs) Gets a laugh With a straight
2: line Go ahead It's all right Don't let it Go to your next line It's all right You that know
5: Bob matter. You know Bob I'll bet
7: everybody Has a gift problem I wonder what all these people In Hollywood Boulevard Are buying
2: Well it ought to be Easy enough to find out I'll just ask a few of them
7: uh, Maybe you'd like To interview me Young man
2: <laughs> well, How about this
4: <laughs>
2: How about this Now they're Devaluating de- people Well, maybe you can help me, sir. I'm trying to find out what sort of gifts people are buying up here on Hollywood Boulevard.
7: Well, I'm trying to buy something for my wife, Maggie, and she's such a problem.
2: Well, why is that?
7: She weighs 370 pounds and has four chins. Oh, our married life isn't very happy. Why not? I never see Maggie alone. (laughs) Well, what is... What are you going to buy your wife? Oh, dear, I just don't know what to get her. Last year, I bought her a bathing suit, but she didn't look very good in it. Because she's so heavy? No, it's on account of her tattoos. (laughs) You married a tattoo woman? Yes, I had to. I couldn't afford a television set. (laughs) But we almost got a divorce. Why? Why? I'd seen the picture before. (laughs) Well, thanks very
2: much. Gee, there's a lot of people up here on Hollywood Boulevard. I wonder who I ought to talk to next. Oh, here comes someone. It's a woman. I think it's a woman.
8: Hello, Mr. Hull.
2: I was wrong, it's Irene Ryan. Are you up here buying Christmas presents, Miss Ryan?
8: Yes, I just came out of the Broadway Hollywood and it was so terribly crowded that I got shoved along into the furniture department and a terrible thing happened. What's that? Before I knew it, I'd been gift-wrapped and sent to a family in Glendale as an early American coffee table.
2: (laughs) Well, there is a resemblance. You both have knotty pine legs.
8: Aren't they sporty?
2: (laughs) Well, I guess you're happy that you've got all your Christmas shopping done, huh?
8: Oh, no, I'm not happy at all I just hate the idea of being away from my folks at Christmas I'm especially homesick today because I just got a letter from my mother From your mother? Yes I've got the letter right here She writes to me, Dear George
2: Uh... Dear George?
8: Yes, I always wore my brother's hand-me-down clothes and we never got around to telling mother. (laughs) Uh,
2: I wondered why you were wearing spats.
8: Oh, but I don't look like a man now, do
2: I? No, I think you look gorgeous, George. (laughs) Say, uh... Worked that out pretty well, you know. Go on with the letter, Miss
8: Ryan. Okay, the letter says, Well, it's Christmas time again, and we certainly do miss you. Here at home, we have the usual cold weather. The snow and ice brought on an annual attack of lumbago. It's a little better now, but I still have a terrible pain in the neck. That reminds me, how are you, dear? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, it's lonely without you at Yuletide season. Last night, your father and I sat in the living room staring at your vacant chair. Then we got out the family album and looked at all the pictures of you. I think we were better off staring at the vacant chair. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to see you soon, dear. Your room is exactly the way you left it. We sure wish you'd come home and clean it up. (laughs) Well, goodbye, Mr. Holmes.
2: Hey, there's that Santa Claus I've been seeing on the boulevard lately I Think I'll go over and talk to him
6: Oh, hiya, Sandy What's the good word? Put something in the pot, boy
2: <laughs> Well, how are you feeling tonight, Santa? Oh,
6: miserable boy, just miserable <laughs> I'm so miserable I could be the West Coast distributor for misery <laughs> I caught an awful cold last night <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody You have got a bad cold I wouldn't have caught this cold If people would only learn Learn what? To cover a man up After he's been thrown out of a saloon <laughs> I should have worn my windshield wiper I could have had double pneumonia Really? Yeah, but I didn't want to make a pig out of myself
4: yeah.
6: <laughs> Come on, put something in the pot, boy well, what are you doing for your cold, Santa? I was going to buy some cough drops, but they cost a lot of money And I was going to buy some bromo quinine, but I didn't want to spend the money for that either You know, there's a lot of scotch in you Well, don't stand so close to me, you won't notice me. <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, look, I've been asking people along the
2: boulevard about their Christmas shopping Are you buying any presents this Christmas? Oh,
6: yes, yes, I was trying to get something for Mom but she's hard, so hard to buy for, you know. Uh, Pop gets her everything. Why, is he wealthy? No, he's a shoplifter. When <laughs> <laughs> he walked out of the makeup and the whole left side of the building sang. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Merry, Merry Christmas,
6: everybody. Merry
3: Christmas, everybody. Well, well Bing you.
4: Merry- That.
3: He's hey. California He's wearing that You, know, you <laughs>
2: want to get killed How are you, Dad? Nice of you to drop in
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, I was listening To the show outside there, Bob And I knew you'd have Some time to spare So I thought I'd fill in the gap You know <laughs> You not only filled it You're overflowing Bob. <laughs> Well, of course This is the time of the year When people drop in on people And you are people, aren't you? I don't, I don't <laughs> The insults I have
2: to take to get a free guest star. (laughs) What's that, Robin? Just open your mouth and let's have it, Dad.
3: Silent night Holy night
2: Fortunate family The Crosbys are To be able to sit Around the tree On Christmas Eve And sing the carols With Tin Pan Alley's St. Nicholas The one and only Dare Bingle You know every Christmas My kids Linda and Tony And Nora and Kelly Throw it in my teeth Daddy Why can't you sing Like Mr.
3: Crosby (laughs) Very gracious of you Robert But when Gary, Dennis Philip, and Lindsay Gather to sing the carols I want to tell you I'm just the fifth In the foursome Besides on Christmas Eve The gang discussed Matters of far Greater importance Than daddy's music and don't we
2: all? You know, on Christmas Eve, our thoughts and our thanks go out to the mothers and dads of more than 300,000 young men who traded their lives for our freedom. And to the thousands of their buddies who'll be spending another Christmas in our veterans' hospitals.
3: You mind if I throw in something personal here, Robert? This is the time for it, Harry. Well, Bob, when a Hope and a Crosby get together, things usually get a bit zany. But crowding Christmases we are, I'd like to take my hair down. Up, 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 no cracks there. <laughs> and tell you very sincerely, Santa Claus couldn't bring me anything I value more dearly than a lifelong lease on the good fortune that has given me so many good friends. That's a wonderful. Sign right here, I'll go
2: for that. Merry Christmas, Bing.
3: Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas,
4: Merry Christmas, friends. friends.
3: that girl everyone's raving about. She found her own rave number on the dial-a-wave chart. Now she's my number one rave. She's my sweet, sweetheart. Rave and only Rave Home Permanent brings you the easy-to-use dial-a-wave chart to end guesswork in home waving. A flick of your finger and there's your rave number, your personal guide to the perfect wave for your kind of hair. So fast, yet so sure, Rave Home Permanent gives you exactly the amount of curl you want, long-lasting, yet more natural from the very first day.
1: Coming up, it's Fibra McGee and Molly on NBC,
6: KFI, and KFI FM, Los Angeles.
0: Rhonda Fleming was born Marilyn Lewis in 1923. She began working as a film actress while she was still in high school at Beverly Hills High School, and she was discovered by Hollywood agent Henry Wilson when. She was simply walking across a street. (laughs) He's the one who changed her name to Rhonda Fleming. Here's what Fleming said, quote, It's so weird. He stopped me crossing the street. It kind of scared me a little bit. I was only 16 or 17. He signed me to a seven-year contract without a screen test. It was a Cinderella story, but those could happen in those days, unquote. She had smaller parts for about six years, until her breakout year in 1949, which is the year that we were just listening to this broadcast. Uh, She starred in two films, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court with Bing Crosby, who, interestingly enough, was the special guest on the show today. And then, as you heard, also in the movie The Great Lover with Bob Hope. These two films in 1949 made her a star. Over her career, which prime time of her career was the mid 40s to the mid 60s, she starred in almost 50 movies. She also did a lot of television and radio. She launched a nightclub act, even just to see if she could do it at the Tropicana in Las Vegas, and she could do it. She did it. It was a big hit. And Then in 1960, she said that she was going to be semi-retired because she had invested her money well and made some good profits from real estate. But she continued making guest appearances on television and even a few appearances in movies after that date of 1960. Rhonda Fleming died not even six months ago. In October of 2020, she was 97. Please send your questions and comments to host at ClassicComedyOTR.com. Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show, and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until we meet again, in the words of Sir Peter Ustinov, Unfortunately, a superabundance of dreams is paid for by a growing potential for nightmares.